Good afternoon. Wanted to get you the results of the USDA report that came out at 11 o'clock and the subsequent price action related to that. Uh, we'll start with the grains where the USDA raised the corn yield four-tenths of a bushel. They raised the soybean yield four-tenths of a bushel, but they did increase feed demand for corn by 25 million bushels and increased crush demand for soybeans by 10 million. So the net impact on the balance sheet was pretty negligible. So pretty neutral uh, result on the ending stocks. For cotton, they raised the cotton yield 13 pounds per acre in probably what was the biggest shock of the whole report when I think most of the trade was looking for a slight drawdown. Um, they didn't change demand, so there was a build in the cotton carryout, and I think that's what uh, caught the market pretty flat-footed on the open. Wheat, there was no change on the yield, but they did increase feed demand by 5 million bushels, so a slight draw in the wheat carryout. So all in all, a very neutral report for corn, beans, and wheat, and a slightly bearish report for cotton. The immediate price action after the report was announced was corn was down 10 cents, beans were down 15, and cotton ended up down 3.5 cents a pound. I think all looking pretty much at the yield increases. That's how the algorithms read these reports. Uh, but then, and as the day progressed and the net impact on the balance sheets and the stocks to use ratios, I think, um, you know, we ended up rallying throughout the day off of most of uh, these lows here. So corn, while it opened 10 cents lower on the report, closed only 3 cents down. Beans opened 15 cents lower on this report. They closed up 5 and the cotton market opened three and a half cents lower and closed only a penny lower. So I think the fundamental balance sheets um, and the commercials came in and took opportunities to buy all of these grains and this cotton at lower prices. There were little to no changes in the global balance sheets, so no surprises there. Um, the next report we get from the USDA uh, of any consequence doesn't come out until January 12th where we will get what is considered to be the final yields on grains. Uh, we will get the quarterly stocks uh, at the end of December. Uh, they get incorporated into that report. So the January 12th is considered to be the biggest report of the year as we get a better sense of you know the yields and the stocks, the quarterly stocks. Um, and so that'll be the next big report. As far as uh, outside reports, we get the consumer price index tomorrow. The trade is looking for something around 7.9%. So another inflation index comes out tomorrow. And I guess if that comes in hotter than expected, there'll be big cries for another three-quarter point rate increase uh, the next time the Fed meets. Uh, Russia uh, has conceded a very large area of Ukraine here today, and they are pulling out of Kyrgyzstan. And so, you know, with, with now their tail clearly tucked between their legs and in full retreat in large parts of Ukraine, uh, the market is left wondering what's next for Russia. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and, and talk about some of the macro markets and why I'm really not, in, in totality, not concerned about grain prices and the downside of this anytime soon. Um, the stock-to-use ratios are basically at uh, pipeline levels in the United States on corn, on beans, on cotton, and we're getting close on wheat. So 
and we won't be making another crop for basically another nine to ten months. So you know the balance sheets are very very tight, and even though um, you know everybody's tries to get us to focus on the large South American crop coming sometime in February out of Brazil, that's still four months away, three four months away, and there's a lot of weather you know to come between now and then. But even then, that won't be uh, the fix of the balance sheets that people think. Um, and and still the crop still has to be made. So we have a long ways to go before any new fresh supplies of any quantity uh, get introduced back into this market. We'll start with beans out of Brazil. Uh, We then may get some corn out of uh, Ukraine, maybe, uh, maybe not, because the weather's not real good down there right now. And then, then, you know, the the balance sheet on corn doesn't improve until the safrina corn crop gets made in Brazil sometime next July. So we're just a long ways away from fixing these balance sheets of any consequence. Yes, we're losing some export demand right now. Partially to blame is the river. Partially uh, the dry river, the Mississippi River. Partially to blame is the fact that our basis levels are so high right now. That, and, and that's an indication of, of very strong domestic demand. In the market, the cash market is, I think, sending a very clear signal. We just don't have the bushels to compete in the export market. So we're doing the job that needs to be done, and that's rationing demand, uh, and we're starting with exports. But the, the domestic market remains incredibly strong. And at some point, that reduction in export demand is going to matter. The problem is, is that you know, the numbers we're talking about, it, it, it may be a billion bushels of work we have to do. And right now we're only a couple hundred million bushels of, of demand destruction on corn. So, uh, you know, we're just a long ways away from sorting out the U.S. balance sheet. Uh, I'm going to talk about crude oil for a little bit here. It looks like that balance sheet is getting incredibly tight going forward. Um, and while the election was not a clear mandate against the Democrats and their policy, the uh, the Republicans did win the the House. Uh, the Senate is still up for grabs. But you know, had America come in with a much stronger mandate uh, against the Democrats and their policies, uh, maybe crude oil would have been up today instead of down three dollars a barrel. But make no mistake about it; it doesn't really matter today's price action. In the long run, crude oil, its balance sheet is going to get extremely tight uh, once the SPR draws are forced to stop. The question is, when will that happen? Is it next week? Is it two weeks? Is it the end of the year? Hard to know. But make no mistake about it, when those SPR draws are are stopped, uh, the U.S. balance sheet gets really tight, and then the developments that we're seeing in Russia on the sanctions on their oil is starting to affect their production. And so we're, you know, on top of the OPEC reduction um, of 2 million barrels a day, this global balance sheet on crude oil is going to get excruciatingly tight. And it's always difficult to know when it manifests itself in higher prices. Um, You know, many believe by the end of the year, but uh, without question, by the end of the first quarter next year, February, March, you know, we're going to be looking at $110 crude oil would be my guess at a minimum. Now, that's based on balance sheets. There are still very large geopolitical risks. That is the war in Ukraine. Um, That is um, the dissension that is building against the United States and the policies that we're taking uh, on crude oil manufacturers. And so there is a a growing 
dislike and distrust of U.S. and U.S. policies, and it may lead to bigger confrontations against the U.S. going forward, which would directly affect not only crude oil, but then the grains and the grain corridor out of Ukraine. Russia is supposed to revisit that agreement on November 18th, so that comes in in the next week. Um, you know, and, and I think there's a, a complacency in the market uh, about the Ukraine corridor that isn't deserved, but it's there, and that's why grain prices have been, you know, pretty mild-mannered. So we also have, of course, South American weather to consider and U.S. weather uh, as we are running very, very dry in the United States as well. So for clients that are asking and wondering what are the variables that I'm looking at going forward, uh, why I'm still bullish, why I think corn is worth $7.50 a bushel, why I think beans are worth $15.50, why is cotton worth a dollar, dollar ten a pound, uh, why is wheat worth $10, and why is crude worth $110 a barrel, those are all based on strong fundamental analysis. And it isn't always a straight line there, and you know, the market doesn't always agree with my analysis, right? So, but over time, I think um, the risks uh, are clearly to the upside, uh, and and those targets are minimum targets in my opinion. Could events unfold that be more dramatic and take us through those levels? Absolutely. Um, you know, this war in Ukraine. There's no way to handicap uh, how Putin is going to handle this, uh, and and what his next move is going to be. And then there's no way to know about crude oil production. Again, if it's a small drop, uh, you're talking 110. If it's a big drop in production, you're talking 120 and 130 dollar crude. And if you remember last spring, summer when we hit those levels, corn went to eight and beans went to 16, 17, and wheat went to 13. So we have to be mindful of the geopolitical risks that are still very, very big in this market. I'm going to touch real quickly on the Fed and the Federal Reserve. They have been talking about raising rates to get to 5% uh, to do their best to cure inflation. Many believe that 5% is the maximum threshold because much beyond that, the debt levels of the federal government get consumed with interest. Um, And so, you know, if if you had to look at, at what the maximum Um, interest rate hikes that the Fed can do if they're already at three and a half percent and the most they can do is another one and a half points and that may be in the form of 75 points and then 50 and then 25 my point is they're getting to the end of the road on their rate hikes uh, and and their ability to impact the psychology of this market and be super negative commodities at that point. So they're getting to the end of their rope. Many believe that they'll be done with getting to those price, to those interest rates by the uh, end of the first quarter. So um, the risks associated with headline risk related with Federal Reserve rate hikes, I think comes to an end uh, around the first quarter of next year as well. So we have a lot of macro factors, we have strong fundamentals, and then we have geopolitical events that, in my mind, all together uh, keep me really quite bullish, these grains, very bullish uh, cotton and and, uh, bullish crude oil, and they all go hand in hand. And so we can afford to be patient, in my opinion, on all of these markets and hold fast to these targets. Now, I'm going to have a chance to go through all of these government reports here. And, and including the yield estimates that they've come up with. And I'll re- be rebuilding balance sheets and coming out with videos 
over the next few days and revisit the fundamentals based on the USDA report. Okay, that's the update. I hope you have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.